Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Welcome back to the Beyond Terrestrial Podcast. You're home for the strange, the macabre. Whoa, the whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on a second. What, uh, what? Mike? What are you guys doing? What have you what have you guys done to this show? Good lord. Here we go. Listening to the Beyond Terrestrial Podcast, your one-stop shop for the outstanding, the unconventional, and the downright strange. Strap in because the boys are about to take a wild ride. I'm Funk Master B, setting up that tea for the duo of dumb foolery. Your hosts, Dan and Lee. Of course, I believe in aliens. I mean, in an infinitely growing universe, why would we be the only living species? Bigfoot, Messi, all that stuff, it's got to be real. How are we to say that we're the only ones? It's just ignorance. I think aliens are not only from other planets, but they're time travelers. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Season 3 of the Beyond Terrestrial Podcast. I am one half of your hosting duo, Mr. Dan Martson, and I am in the Haunted Barn Studios. Lee and I have joined up in the Bell Witch's backyard. High five! There you go. And we are recording live together. We are planning out an amazing Season 3 for y'all. Lee... We have a very special guest today. Guys, have you ever met your ex-girlfriend at the supermarket and had an awkward conversation with them? Like, hey, what are you doing now? What, what, what's, what's going on? Everybody, I'd like to welcome back my friend, my colleague, and former co-host of the Beyond Terrestrial podcast, now part-time co-host, maybe, something? Ish. Mr. Mike Roof. Hello. Mike. How's it going? Very good to see you, my friend. You as well. How's it going? And I am very, very impressed with your attire today, sir. Oh, thank you. Oh, oh, yeah. Is that a Ric Flair cape you've got on? You could, uh, you could say, you could say, you could say that. Styling and profiling. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Nice. You know, I got to switch it up every now and again. Really representing the nature boy. (laughs) Yeah, man. Uh, It's, uh, he's, uh, he's like my spirit animal, you could say. So. (laughs) All class. All class. (laughs) Absolutely. Might run around (laughs) naked here in a little while just because I feel like it. But you gotta you gotta do the steps that he does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh god, I love Ric Flair. Yeah, oh, that 
16-time world champion. <laughs> <laughs> you can't beat it. Well, Mike, what the hell have you been up to in the uh, times since you and Lee kicked off this old podcast? Yeah, so, uh, well, biggest thing, I guess I've relocated to the other side of the country, kind of, here. I'm here in Vegas now, Las Vegas, Nevada. Um and, uh, yeah, things kind of went crazy in uh, Tennessee, hence me kind of stepping away from the show and everything. So it was uh, time to to start anew and, um, you know, get going again. So here we are, you know. Everything's going good so far. So, so you moved out to Nevada to Case Area 51. Yes, that's exactly what I moved out here for. <laughs> Knew it. I wasn't going to tell anybody, but you know, since the you feds were hot on Mike's tail. He yeah. had said too much. He had learned too much. So he went and <laughs> hid right there next to the place he thought no one would look. Area 51. Exactly. Smart. Yeah. Well, exactly. You know. If the place doesn't exist, they can't get you there. Like, Come to find out, it really does. Oh, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, they found me there, too. So, basically, uh, I'm on the run. I'm sleeping in cars. I'm here. I'm there. I'm everywhere. You know, <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, I never did go to the uh, Storm Area 51. I kind of steered clear of that whole thing. Though, I could have. Um, yeah, it was looking a little shady. So, <laughs> I didn't go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I felt like there was a good chance of getting shot at the Storm Area 51. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, some definitely. people were taking that way over the top. But, I oh, mean, yeah. if you've got that Naruto run down, you might have been able to make it in. Exactly. Well, I mean, that's, you know, uh, exactly. That was the whole philosophy. And um, I sure hope somebody tried it. <laughs> you know, I really do. <laughs> was just somebody just had, like, some, some news footage of some guy just doing some Naruto running. I thought there was. I was there? there? I don't like, think I ever saw a that. Guy, like... Yeah, like someone in the background of that news shot just did the new Ruto run behind. Oh, that is awesome. One of the, one of the news anchors out there. Yeah. What I want to see is like getting hit, like doing the Naruto run, like towards a guard and just getting hit in the face with a buttstock. <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah. just flattened, right? Yeah. <laughs> just leading with your head, boom, right in the yeah. face. <laughs> I know, because I know it all started out of a, as a joke, and I think it was pretty obvious because that was in the actual you know uh Joke? description <laughs> of the entire thing was like if we naruto run they what was it they, they won't be able to i don't remember exactly it was something along those lines but uh, right. it was clearly a joke and then all of a sudden everybody's taking this seriously like what are you guys doing this is a top secret military base like you're going to die like right yes. but um they can't yeah. they can't kill us all Hey, did you know yeah. that uh, an AR-15 can fire at like three rounds a second? Yeah. Like, oh, maybe just oh, you know gosh. bring a helicopter in and just. Not to mention miniguns at five thousand rounds a minute. Yeah. Yeah, like you're not you're not getting in there. You're not. Yeah. But you know, I think I think they want to turn it into something cool. I think they want to redo it. It's like a music festival type of thing or something from year to year. Probably not this year. Um, but I know that in in uh, downtown Vegas, uh, around Fremont, I think um, I think it was, they did a, a big thing down there, like the day before. Like it was that weekend. They did like a, ma a massive uh, Area 51-themed party 
type of deal. Yeah, see, now that would be cool. Now yeah. that I can sign up for. I'm yeah. all for that. For sure. That definitely would be. Yeah, yeah, I was working, so I wasn't able to go, but I had a coworker that went, and he said it was really cool. So. Dude, especially in Vegas, you can just drink a beer on the street, yeah. listen to music. Yeah. Good times, man. Good times. Definitely. Exactly. Exactly. Well. So, Mike, I hear you are up to um, a new business venture, um, at least to a small extent, and that business venture has, in in one way or another, benefited our podcast and kind of brought you back into our uh, fold, if you will. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I've kind of joined forces, I guess, with uh, Simple Equations Media here in in Vegas. That's a video production company. And uh, I'm doing basically audio for them. So mainly post-production audio for film and TV, but I also do music and uh, and all that. But uh, but yeah, it's owned and operated by Jay Wosley. He's, um, he's one of the hosts of uh, Ghost Adventures um, on Travel Channel. Um, really, really good dude. And kind of uh, agreed to you know, um, kind of sponsor the show and everything. So it's, uh, it's a, fun, it's a fun time. Dude, that's awesome. We yeah. appreciate it. It's sweet, yeah. but also it's cool that you were able to keep it in kind of a, uh, strange wheelhouse with the ghost adventures connection. I love it. Yeah. 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 It was, it was really, really strange. I mean, I, um, I just randomly started chatting with him on like one of the, uh, facebook film groups in town and just set up a meeting and the rest is history so nice dude yeah that's awesome yeah so that's um, awesome yes we built out a a studio there um which is actually i haven't shown you guys the the final photos or anything of that which i'll have to do soon but um but yeah built out a studio and an iso booth as well and we just just um decided we're expanding well jay signed a contract or whatever for the next suite over so we're actually expanding to a second suite and everything in the in the business complex so cool. it's um it's good times it's 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 going really really well hopefully i can uh hopefully i can talk him into coming on here i think he'd definitely be into it and he's actually um he's actually the voice on uh that like the call-in portion of the intro music that's it. Mike. Yeah. You redid our intro music. Yeah. <laughs> so that beautiful music that you're hearing um, on our intro is uh, once again created by Mr. Mike Roop. Yeah, it was very fun. cool. It was a, it was a fun it was a fun one. That's a great story, Mike. I love how like the internet brought you to this job. Like this is the beauty of the internet, the way it can connect people. Yeah. Um like it's a, it's great for you. You got this sweet new gig. Um, we're working together again. It's really cool. Yeah. But also, the flip side of that is people latch on to weird shit and decide that it's Storm Area 51. Yeah. Or they get into some, like, QAnon conspiracy. All of a sudden, they think everyone in the world is a pedophile, you know? <laughs> um, or, or, you know, the reptilian overlords. This used to be all tabloid magazine stuff. Now well, they're, they're kind of the same like, thing, right? I mean, the yeah. reptilians and the pedophiles are kind of the <laughs> right. same thing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's that's Cannibals. the thing is all the conspiracies blend together now, or they're like, well, I think the Earth's flat because I saw a pretty convincing YouTube video about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one's a hard one. I yeah. have I love a good conspiracy. Believe me, I am. Uh... <laughs> 
but I don't live by them. You know, I'll entertain almost everyone. And I've, and I've, and, and I've done like, you know, um, some research of my own into the flat earth thing and talked to the, the, or not talked to, but, um, you know, read up and researched on like the, the leaders of the flat earth, you know, community and everything. And I mean, there's a lot of, there's, there's quite a bit of science that actually shows that not, I don't think that the world is flat, but maybe that it's a little bit different and that maybe the dimensions are a little bit different than what we think it is. You know, I don't think it's flat. We're not living on a saucer or anything like that, but, um, uh, I think it's possible that maybe our calculations are a little off. And that's well, all I can know, say about that. That's a, that's the beauty of science is, uh, our best thinking is always having to be refined as new technologies come along. Right. New, new discoveries. I mean, people like in Columbus's time, people thought it was like pear shaped or way smaller than what it actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, cause he, th- I mean, he thought he was just going to sail across the ocean to India. <laughs> like, yeah. There was nothing in between. Yeah. Um, so yeah, wrong. Uh, but, um, yeah. Anyways, we've yeah. got we've got some subjects that we'd like to cover, Mike. Some cool. very newsworthy subjects lately. Cool. Newsworthy. Lee, tell us about the Tic Tac videos. Uh, guys, did you know that there are videos of Tic Tacs? <laughs> like uh, the little guys, <laughs> the, the commercial. I'm sure there are videos of Tic Tacs like that. Oh. No, no, no. What? I mean, so they refer to them as Tic Tacs, but they're really unidentified flying phenomena. Um, these unidentified UFPs are um, actually videotaped and recorded by military personnel um, in aircraft or on the um, decks of ships. See, there's three separate ones that the government has actually admitted um, are real, meaning that the government doesn't know what these three things that resemble Tic Tacs, hence the name, are. They feel or and also admit that they are outside of our current technological capabilities. Well, Mike, uh, you've done a little bit of uh, reading up on this. I mean, this this story has been on CNN. This has been in the New York Times has been Mm -hmm. one of the major publications talking about this. What have uh, you been looking at? You can you are known for delving into some of the deeper corners of the Internet, sir. What have you seen (laughs) on this subject? Um, Well, I mean, we I mean, to start out, it's not like, you know, anybody who's into I don't know why we're calling them UAPs. I mean, isn't that just something Hillary Clinton said one day? You know. Yeah. Well, that's like that's like the new military designation is UAP. Yeah, I just don't call them UFOs. Yeah, I (laughs) mean they're they're the same thing. Yeah. 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 I think they're just trying to distance themselves from like the old '50s flying saucer sort of idea. Yeah. Um. So, but yeah, yeah, for sure. But I mean, anybody who's ever really followed, uh. UAPs or UFOs in any way has have probably come across these Tic Tac videos like they've been out for quite some time Mm -hmm. you know like the first one was what like 2004 or something like that and then I I think they all got leaked in like 13 Uh, I believe believe it was 2017 I want to say 2017 and then I think you're right actually Dan because there was it wasn't until this year they were admitted 
Like, the videos were already out, so the Pentagon just re-released them this year, so it made news again. Okay. Yeah, I think there's, let's see, I know there's, like, the t- the two main ones, but there's, like, three videos of these things. Yeah, and, there's, uh, there's three. Um, the first one is called Fleer. That one was taken in 2004. Yeah. Um, by the Nimitz Carrier Strike Group right. off the coast of California. I believe the other two were, like, 2014, 2015. Yeah, they were taken by pilots during an encounter with the, uh, like USS Teddy Roosevelt carrier strike group. Yeah, uh, it was like an, the, I remember it was like an East Coast thing. It, um, yeah. If I don't Florida know if you guys had watched the Commander Fravor uh, podcast on Joe Ro- Joe Rogan's podcast, but he was uh, one of the guys that essentially chased down one try attempted to chase down one of these things back in like two thousand four. Uh, yeah, I've seen uh, some of his statements on the subject, and uh, he's also, I believe, prominently featured in that uh, unidentified show on the History Channel. Yeah, I haven't, yeah. I haven't watched that. I've wanted, I've wanted to, I haven't watched it yet. But I, yeah, I these, uh, like these two, the Stars Academy folks, really love these stories. So they are, they are all over the History Channel now too. Yeah, and is it kind of weird though? I mean, like something about this is really weird to me, and this is kind of where my. Uh, conspiracy hat comes on a little bit but like um why is it just that they they couldn't control it is it is it the fact that they couldn't control these videos that they got too big that now they're kind of forced their hand is kind of forced to to um to acknowledge you know acknowledge them in some sort of way because i mean this is not something that you know we're used to the government just disclosing to us. This is so groundbreaking and this is so huge for anybody who believes in aliens or UFOs or just anything not from this earth. It's, it's so, it's so, this is huge. And, and, you know, yeah, it's been on CNN, it's been on all the major, you know, you know, news outlets and, and everything. And so, uh, the major thing that everybody heard is like, oh, the Pentagon is going to disclose that they have off-world aircraft or whatever. And then I just kind of saw it go away after that. Like, I don't know, maybe I just, you know, didn't, you know, follow up on it enough. But, like, that was huge. It was everywhere for about a week. And then it was just kind of gone. Like, yeah, we're just so not going to talk about this anymore. This I, is huge. Like, I think in this latest round of news, the Pentagon said they were going to create a UAP task force that okay. was supposed... It's kind of like the new Project Blue Book. Shout out to your guys' Blue Book episode, which is yeah, fantastic. That was, that was a fun one. Um, I, Mike, this Blue Book is still our most um, listened to show. Really? That was a fun one, man. Like, yeah. It was a really, really fun one. Yeah. A very Brady podcast. Join host Tack Van Sickle and his guest each week as they hilariously dissect the iconic TV show, The Brady Bunch, one episode at a time. He was so creepy, though. Like I was like, I he's like, I guarantee you, if they could have really done the show the way they want to do it, like he was going to have a cup to the door listening in that night. <laughs> a look back at a simpler time where everything was groovy. So her kids almost wrecked their marriage. Her employee shames her and she like thanks both of them. It's awesome. So grab your potato sack and head out to the backyard for some fun. She's in her own room. Like, what did we like, tell what? her about sleeping? <laughs> like they went and 
got the entire family for dad to pick her up and put her in her bed two feet away from the desk. And obviously before they did that, they also said, family, go get your bathrobes. Everyone needs to be in a bathroom. A Very Brady Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and anywhere podcasts are available. They have some compromising pictures of Alice that they could have used uh, to blackmail her and keep her there. Um, I've seen those pictures, and Alice is hotter than you think. I'm going to just put that out there and say it. Uh, that blue dress doesn't do justice? Uh, no, it does. For, for me, that blue dress does everything. Far out. Poor You're man, a bad man, Tack. You're a bad human. There's a lot of weird in this show. So now we live in a time where the government has like appeased people with the promise of a new blue book that is going to release some of its findings to the public they say wink mm. wink nudge nudge probably not right. Um, right so lee what do you think about the government like coming out with this stuff did they just do it just because the videos were already out and everyone had already seen it i i actually i i'm not 100 percent convinced now while i i'm 100 percent behind the fact that yeah they released the videos and those are likely truth um but I don't think they're the they're the pinnacle of the evidence that they've got, right? Um, no, probably not. Yeah, you're probably absolutely think, right there. I think that they are, if anything, the worst evidence that they have, or maybe middle of the road. And when they started, when they first released it, they wanted to release something, or they wanted to keep dangling somebody on a line um somebody that may be influential with younger people um that happens to have oh. a um happens to have like a huge interest in in ufos and had recently started a company that was supposedly hobnobbing with the government to get information about UFOs. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden this piece of information comes out and gets leaked and actually gets leaked through T TTSA. Am I correct? Uh, I think uh, the guys over at the black vault were the, were responsible for the leak, but TTSA has uh, really been like pivotal in spreading it around. I, I personally, I, I'm, I'm, beginning to become of the mindset that our f our poor misled oh misled maybe not be the correct um i i'm beginning to think that mr tom delong is an unfortunate disinformation agent yeah i i i'd have to agree there like um i was so excited when i heard that when i first heard that he was like essentially starting to devote his life to, you know, uh, ET research or whatever. And I was like, wow, that's really awesome. You know, like, um, I remember talking about it with a coworker one day and she's, she's just like, can you believe this? I'm like, this is incredible. Like, what are you talking about? Like, that's the coolest thing ever. And then, and then, yeah, he just, he kind of, he just kind of seems like a flake with it. And, um, and I think, you know, there's definitely an entire, uh, uh, there's an entire disinformation movement, you yeah. know, that well, that is a plague on the conspiracy world, you mm -hmm, know, for sure. And and yeah, I think you're right, Lee. I think he might just be some sort of disinformation agent of some he, kind. And but here's my thing: I don't think he does it intentionally. I think that he's just fed MK just, Ultra. 
Yeah, I think that they I think that he they feed him enough information that he is, you know, excited to tell people about, but ultimately the information that he does get and the way he tells it just make him sound a little bit more crazy than like um than like serious. Yeah. Like I feel like Dan Aykroyd would have been a much better person to start oh, to yeah. start a company. Oh dude, I love Dan Aykroyd's UFO stories. That's but but that Me but too. Like, that guy's awesome. Dan Aykroyd like I hate to say it, knows his shit. Mm-hmm. Have you heard the interview with Tom DeLonge and Joe Rogan? Oh, yeah. Like, it is. Yeah. Well, this is why Tom DeLonge has kind of taken a backseat at TTSA, and that's why you guys have guys like Lou Elizondo up front on the History Channel, because um, he's just a better spokesperson for the subject. I mean, uh, yeah. Tom just doesn't have a lot of credibility with some of his ravings and rock star mm-hmm. persona you know it just doesn't go over well with everybody so well yeah. it's got to play good to middle america to get people to watch it on the history channel you know yeah but yeah, isn't sure. lou elizondo literally been proven to have falsified information in the past well he was no he was like the supposedly the director of a tip for like the defense intelligence agency he's got legitimate like counterintelligence credentials as a former spy so like he's he was a a true blue government employee um is he a true believer is he into all the i don't know i want i anything that's on the history channel automatically gets me perked up i'm like i don't know about that yeah it's it's you have to kind of question anything that is it's it's so strange because like you know all we look for is like that official statement, that official record. But as soon as something seems to be official with the government or anything like that, you kind of like got to question it is like, why are they doing this? Like, why, um, why are they telling us this stuff? Like it, it's, it's too good. It's like almost too good to be true. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, let me perk, perk up your conspiracy hats a little bit more here with a story I found. This was on uh, the drive. They've, um, covered these encounters with the Nimitz and the Teddy Roosevelt really well, and they found a strange connection between the two sightings. Both of these carrier strike groups had just been refitted with the Navy's new cooperative engagement capability, which is a fancy way of saying uh, they integrated these radar systems from, like, uh, the Hawkeye aircraft, the radar aircraft, mm. um, from their cruisers and the the um, F eighteen Hornets and the carrier itself to all so, work together. So yeah, so all of those systems work together give each individual person a, a more complete view of the battlefield. Yeah, no, that is exactly the idea. The idea is that uh, the Hawkeye radar, which is uh, on a plane could see something that's over the horizon that a ship could not, and mm. a ship would still be able to fire a missile on that target. Gotcha. Um, similarly, uh, a Hornet could see something that a boat could not. Uh, um, maybe one of the ships could relay information to an aircraft. Um, all part of their anti-air, real fancy, um, you know, and this is, this is a, a technology that could be like vital in any, yeah. you know, nation-to-nation naval conflict in the future. Yeah, that sounds pretty pretty amazing, for sure. 
Yeah, but these these two boats were out on training cruises. What if maybe they decided to test the limits of these new capabilities with some advanced aircraft of our own that we don't know about yet? Right, and I'm glad you said that because, I mean, that's that's kind of like something that I've thought about is is possible with this is that literally just like many ufo sightings that we've that we've seen and heard of are probably just military test flights and uh i think it's really possible that um you know if if the whole story with bob lazar and everything is true and he was and he was legitimate about the 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 propulsion systems that he was working on at uh what uh, s4 um then that would explain how uh, these Tic Tac crafts were able to do like the crazy maneuvers that they were doing. Like there's no propulsion system that we can think of that, that we know of that can, that can make an aircraft do something like that, especially when you watch the videos and it's, you know, a lot of like uh, it's an infrared mode and there's no heat signatures coming out from a, the back of the plane, the back of the craft of any kind that's showing some propulsion forward via exhaust out the back, you know, or uh, or anything like that. It's literally just moving, and uh, and I'm 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 sure you guys kind of know about the um, propulsion system that Bob Lazar said he was working on and kind of how that works. No, tell know? us about it. Okay, so basically, um, the the craft that he was that he says he was. Uh, reverse engineering back in uh, the late 80s at Area 51. It was technically Area S4, uh, I think is what it was. S4 is what it was called. Um, is basically, you know, it's, I'm trying to remember ex- the, the details of it, but essentially what it does is it, it bends space in front of the craft. So um, he kind of likened it to if you have a bowling ball on, your mattress on your bed and you push down in front of the bowling ball, the bowling ball will move forward. And that's essentially what it's doing is it's creating like, um, like a magnetic field, I guess. And essentially like, or like a gravity. Well, that would, uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and that's how he says these aircrafts are able to uh, do such insane maneuvers is is by using you know that type of technology now i butchered that for sure but you get the point you know of kind of how how it works and um and you know it's like uh commander fravor you know he was talking about how it was just you know when he was you know pursuing one of these things one of these tic-tac crafts um how it was literally just north south east west just like going crazy um you know, as, as as he kind of put it, like a ping pong ball in a um, in a glass. You know, uh, that would be the only way that that seems possible. And that's you know an, another another kind of thing that, that Bob Lazar had talked about is that basically these this saucer would go belly up, and that the um, the system or whatever uh, essentially would like radiate out of the bottom of it or work out the bottom of it so it would go belly up bend space in front of it or create this gravity hole or whatever you know it is it's happening and it would push itself forward that way 
and um, so I think some of the some of the guys on the, the East Coast, the, like the 2014 2015 videos, were saying that it was doing something like that, or they they had witnessed one that had had kind of been going forward in a non aerodynamic way, and um, it would that would explain how it was able to do that move so quickly when it's not aerodynamic it's because it, there's it's 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 traveling in a void essentially you know yeah so lee what do you think about like the government like tricking our own pilots <laughs> what you want to tell me that it's not like that it'd be but what what do you want me of course they probably did that like it, it's not a question of whether or not they would not only test our pilots' ability to adapt to an um, uncomfortable situation, test new technology, test that technology that is advanced and give that technology some sort of a challenge or see if it can even be challenged by the most advanced aircraft that humans are, or, or that the average human is aware of, right? Um, something like an F-22 or something like that, right? Um, I can see that absolutely, but uh, the the propulsion thing, I have a competing theory. Shoot, ghost in the blood. The ghost, <laughs> ghost in the blood, and they need to do cocaine for it. Okay, <laughs> the guys are just totally off. <laughs> I see. Yeah, lots, see now that lots makes sense. Lots of wild explanations, you know, and that's actually the hardest part to explain is like what the pilots saw themselves, um, yeah. because there's actually a lot of debunking out there when it comes to the videos that were taken. Um, right. There's three videos there, FLIR, which was taken in 2004 by the Nimitz, um, and then Go Fast and Gimbal are the names of the other two videos. Um, FLIR... Uh, according to like Mick West is the big guy out there on YouTube debunking these things. And lately him and Jeremy Corbell have been in a bit of a Twitter feud, <laughs> YouTube yeah. back and forth. Yeah. Um, which I think is fascinating. I love it. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. Like um, <laughs> Jeremy is so on one side and, and Mick has said like, okay, if you just look at the videos, this is a possible explanation. You can't explain what the pilots saw. Um, that's, you know, not doable. So <laughs> who knows what it yeah. was, yeah. but, um, the FLIR video is the earlier one and it is very blurry. It's just like a little, uh, you know, kind of like a Tic Tac little pill looking kind of thing mm -hmm. that, you know, kind of just moves off screen. Uh, not a whole lot to that video. Right. Um, and when you watch it, actually, you can see the zoom is changing, and it's losing radar lock. Um, and when the thing goes off screen, the camera just doesn't lock back on and follow it. So, and Apparently. it zooms in right then, so it looks like it jumps, but that that was the zoom. Um, yeah. Uh, apparently, you know, um, uh, Commander Fravor had said, you know, it had kind of done like a, a walkthrough in the video, but essentially like it was jamming their radar is what he says. Right, yes. And I believe that is distinctly possible, especially, again, if it was our own military trying to test maybe some electronic warfare capabilities against a yeah. new radar system. 
or if it was a hostile uh, craft. There's a lot of um, people on the UFO Twitterverse who are saying it, this could be like uh, you know, drones from other countries. Um, and that would mm-hmm. explain part of the motion, too. Uh, a unmanned craft can move in ways that a manned craft could not. Right. Um, it could pull G-forces that would make a pilot pass out. Right. So. It just it makes you wonder why why there isn't any heat signatures from them though you know that's what that's I guess that's one of the big things for me is that there's no there's no like heat signature showing I, some I sort actually of... have a theory about that uh-huh. um, there would be at least some sort of a heat signature but it would be greatly reduced if it was like a rotary style um, helicopter style um, drone. Um, if it was, if it had hidden rotors on the inside, like some of those little toy drones have, where they're like the rotors are hidden inside of an outside plastic shell, it's possible that um, you wouldn't see like a blast exhaust from like a uh, um, an engine like that. That mm-hmm. being said, to get something to go that fast with like propellers seems a little crazy. Yeah. Well, and uh, yeah. one of the explanations. For the speed, like in the Go Fast video, which is another one, um, is actually parallax, a parallax view. Um, So the object that they're seeing is in the middle, and the plane is moving very quickly. So it appears like the background is moving. You know what I mean? So that's that's why it looks like this object is moving very quickly across the water. That's actually the plane moving very quickly. Um, go fast in that video. It doesn't really, I, that object doesn't seem to move like side to side very much. It looks like it's going pretty much straight. Mm-hmm. It sure, does yeah. appear to be moving very fast in the video, but if you explain it with the parallax view, that is a distinct possibility. Hmm. Now Mick, Mick says that might be a balloon. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's a well, pretty fast balloon. That's a pretty fast balloon. <laughs> right. Well, but you can do this yourself if you take like a, just like a stationary object and you focus on it as you walk with your camera. Um, it'll look like the background is moving at the speed you're walking. Um, mm. So it, it gives the appearance that the stationary object is moving. Though. Yeah. Is Another thing to keep in mind on that as well in my thought process is the same thing with flying rods. Um how it's bugs, or most flying rods are bugs close to the um, <laughs> right, video screen yes. out of focus. Yeah, yeah. yeah for now, sure. Now, um, a big part of why they look so fast is the distance from the video, right? They look like they're moving fast because they're actually only moving a couple inches, but... If it's you, the entire lens. But it's the entire lens. Yeah. Now, if you yeah. take that into account, if it was something like a smaller drone size craft... And the pilots were misjudging the distance because of whatever reason, something in the craft is designed in a way that makes it hard to judge the distance. Um, it's got some sort of camouflage or something. Um, mm-hmm. It, to me, it would be possible for it to appear not only to the craft itself, somebody or to the video from the craft itself, even somebody sitting inside the craft, if it's able to keep up with the craft but not um, necessarily outrun it. If it's close enough and moving back and forth over the canopy, it could look like it's traveling a lot farther than it really is. Yeah. So I guess it kind of, with with all these like kind of ways to debunk it and everything, it kind of comes back to a question of like, okay, 
If they're not debunked, though, let's just say, if they were legitimate recordings, then it kind of goes back to the question, Dan, that you asked Lee, is why would they be tricking their own... Um, yeah, yeah. Now, it makes perfect sense violence. if it's like a hostile force, right? If it was, you know, the Chinese or the Russians or whoever trying to watch us, of course mm -hmm. they'd try and jam radar, um, even though that is considered an act of war. Just so you know, yeah. I just found that out. I didn't know that. Um, so that would make some sense. Um, if it was our own forces, again, um, you see some of these like really high tech things that they're coming out with, you know, the hypersonic drone vehicles um you know we just got the f-35 out but that doesn't seem like a a giant leap forward just looking at it like what other things are these guys you know the northup grumman guys the lockheed guys working on that we haven't seen oh um, so much you know it's got to be so much yeah. like they you know they they have technology that we won't see for at least 20 years right. well and know? that's that's a that's a great point there if you if you look at how much how much has stealth technology really changed since the sr-71 right i mean yeah. the sr-71 wasn't terribly stealthy but the overall design of that plane it kind of influenced the stealth bomber it influenced the, right it did have a, a slimmer radar profile yeah yes um and so has like look at those planes they're they all look like they're from the same vein of technology yeah so at what point do they master that technology and move on to the next yeah oh yeah i mean they had to have by now you know as as fast as all this moves all this as fast as technology moves especially you can even imagine at at, at their rate of you know, uh, change for yeah. technology is probably yeah. just, it's, it's, it's probably just amazing. I can, I can only imagine, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, they've had to have made some sort of progress and even if they're not releasing it to the public, cause I mean, you, you know, that these, um, uh, these new stealth, Technologies and maybe just completely shrouds a, uh, or completely shrouds and jams a, a radar. You know, you can't necessarily use that. You can't. I don't. I don't think that's. I think it's. I don't even think you're allowed to use that. Yeah. You know, and I don't know for sure. But um, you know, you know, they're at least trying to discover ways to do it in the best way possible. Yeah. You know, they're they, and if they're not going to use it, they're going to develop the technology. And if yeah, they have to do like a legitimate test. And everything in the military is like a need to know type of thing. Everything in the government, you know, it, it's all a need to know basis. So if these fighter pilots don't have a need to know, then they're not going to know. Exactly. And the people above them are literally just testing out, a le doing a legitimate test of new technology. It's completely possible. Yeah. fan of movies or comics or video games or just anything else nerdy well you should check out the zing, zing this, this podcast. podcast and that's spelled z-e-n-g this and we have nerdy topics from comic book reviews to in-depth analysis of iconic nerdy movies as well as video game discussions mm-hmm Where's some of the best places to find us, Allie? Well, Podbean, of course. You can also find us on iTunes, 
Stitcher, Google Play. Anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Podcast. Yeah. So check us out. Once again, that is Zing Zing This. Now, the last video that we haven't talked about yet is uh, Gimbal. And that one actually is probably the closest to uh, Mike's, uh, you know, Bob Lazar propulsion. That's the one that rotates. Yeah. Strangely. That one does look weird. Like, that one, I think, is the hardest one to debunk. And in the in the debunk, uh, he explains this FLIR camera is set up to rotate, and it has a derotation mechanism in it. Um, Mick West thinks there is a glare that is, like, on the front of the camera mm-hmm. or something like that. So when it rotates and the derotation mechanism works, the glare is actually what's rotating in front of the camera on the on the mm. lens or on the screen protecting mm. it um so and the there is like a bit of an aura that looks like it's coming out of this of this craft right but yeah um that is like a that is like a resolution like a sharpening feature um like it's a it's a digital thing i guess I feel like I have to announce to the listeners Dan's little hand movements. Um, he did like karate chops when he said sharpening feature. Sharpening. <laughs> uh, yeah. They were good, though. I, I will say that. They were nice hand movements. Thank you. Yeah, it really it really helped drive the point home. Thank you. Yeah. It's <laughs> to us that could see you. <laughs> right. right. Um, so, so, yeah, there. It's it's a weird explanation. I think that one's the toughest one to debunk. Um the shape of that thing is weird. I don't know. Some, there's something weird going on with that one. And it seems to me that video is the most likely one to be something that is like real and moving in a way that is difficult to explain. Mm-hmm. Now, is that the one where where the, um, the, the guys who took the video were saying that there was like a fleet of them around, but they weren't able to to see them is yeah i think i think he said they were getting a lot of radar contacts in that one yeah. um so i mean they're seeing a lot of these things so which is kind of weird too because i don't think they're going to lie about it i mean these guys are you know uh very legitimate sources of information and these guys are not going to lie about stuff like this unless they're you know their own disinformation agent which is totally possible you know these people could be complete disinformation agents you know um just because they're in the military doesn't mean that they you know don't have a little side deal with the cia going on or something like that you know it's uh um completely possible it's happened before um but i don't imagine them just making up a lie that they see these things all the time or they're seeing multiples of them at one time or anything like that so i mean if we think it's just you know um military new tech new military technology why is there like six or seven of them flying around at once you know or you know how many how many are they making like how you know how much black budget money is there out there a yeah. lot of it i think but, and that's um, that's one of my ideas is that this is part of uh you know the military industrial complexes work to you know keep getting that sweet sweet funding you know yeah that's yeah, yeah, the, for sure they love that money um but Lee, they have like, to justify their they have to justify their work yeah exactly. you know it's yeah. like um i i this guy was telling me he used to be in the marines that um he, he, he you know in the marines it's like they used to 
buy a bunch of stuff because I mean it, it, it essentially kind of justified what they were doing mm-hmm. you know um, and it's just they, they had to show that they um, that they're doing something so they they buy a helicopter right well know, and they, the they thing is that they give you the money if you don't spend the money they assume you don't need it and so right. you don't get as much money the next year right it's um, just justifying it it's just, it's you know, it's the same thing that a, a corporate boss does. He justifies all these stupid things that the people below him have to do um, to, to justify his own position and his own pay. So yeah. it's the same type of principle. Yeah. So, Lee, I mean, military pilots citing unidentifiable craft is not new. <laughs> not at all. This goes back to the 50s. You know, how... This goes back to the 40s, Dan. This Foo Fighters. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, so, like, how do we tie in, like, I mean, I don't know. Are our current military-industrial complex just taking advantage of a narrative that exists? Um, has this been going on for who knows how long? Are people just, like, I mean, we're monkeys. We descended from you know, creatures that lived in trees and learned how to eat plants and escape predators. I don't think that was in the, I don't think that was in the Bible, Dan. Yeah. Right. Um, are, are our brains just not set up right to identify what's, what's going on? I have no clue. Wow, Dan, that's a, that's, that's a big question. That's a big, big question. question for yeah. me. Um, so <laughs> Sol- there's a lot of questions in the there, UFO actually. problem. There's actually a lot of questions in there. Like, where we descended from monkeys, uh, I guess I believe that we were descended from ape or ape-like creatures that were actually um, ours and monkeys' predecessors. So, oh, okay, you know what I mean, Lee? I'm, no, no, don't, I'm not. Don't get, I, don't get smart with me. I was on Jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> um, Motherfucker. <laughs> there's our one curse word. Right. So, um. I think that there is a certain amount of disclosure that the government may be trying to give us um, or certain aspects of the government. But I challenge the disclosure they're trying to give us. I They, they want to do disclosure their way. They want to exactly. do it their way. Uh-huh. And their way is as limited and controlled as they can do it, mm-hmm. um, as well as as allowing themselves to appear in control as, as much as possible. Right. Um, if, <laughs> yeah. You remember that South Park episode where it turned out like 9-11 inside job conspiracies were all from the government because they wanted people <laughs> to think the government had that kind of power? <laughs> so and and that's a, that's, that's a part of it. Like I I think that the government wants to appear in control. Like mm-hmm. so many aspects want to appear like they're in control, um, which they not they aren't always in control. And I I also wonder if it's multiple branches not discussing what they're doing with each other. Um, yeah. So you've sure. got you've got the Air Force testing a new um, a new drone, and the Navy's out testing their new. Um, their new uh, radar system, radar system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they end up in a mini dogfight. Um, are they going to discuss that with each other? Probably not. I no, would hope there's, so. There's someone 
there's someone pulling the strings above all of them is the thing uh you know this yeah. is this there's, is part of their some kind of advanced darpa thing if it is you know th- there's somebody pulling the strings above all of them but there's not somebody necessarily pulling the same strings at the same time in the same location so what i mean is there is only so much of the world is it possible that these are accidental um overlaps of stuff like that yeah I just hope the person who is pulling the strings uh, also is chain smoking cigarettes. <laughs> of, of course. Oh, they have to, and Wearing you never see his full coat? face. Yes, <laughs> yes. Like that. Oh, please, please make that real world. Wearing a trench coat, <laughs> and all of his meetings occur in a um, in a garage, parking garage, like parking yeah, garage. classic. Um, now, Mike, there are some there are some like hippy dippy theories about disclosure, like. Once once we find out the aliens are real and their technology is amazing, people are going to sing Kumbaya and join hands and we're right. going to uh, rise to some heightened level of consciousness or some bullshit like that. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, Dan, tell us how you feel about that. Yeah, yeah how does that? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm just saying, what what would you think disclosure would look like? Oh man, that's a kind of a that's pretty terrifying to be honest because that means everything that we've thought of as as far as the universe around us is not that it's changed but um it's just people are going to look people are going to be a lot different and you know knowing for sure that we are not the only thing in the universe um, is probably going to absolutely terrify some people and um, probably kind of enlighten a lot of other people. And uh, so I think there's going to be, you know, certainly a group of people that can say, finally, we can come together as humans, you know, like we're, we're human beings. Um, There's, there's something non human being out there. We need to come together. But other people are just, you know, it's not, you know, if we know anything about humans is they're absolutely retarded and they just still are going to find a way to, to, to argue and hate each other. And, um, and so there's going to be like, oh, well, we need to deal with, we need to deal with the aliens this way. And other people are like, no, we need to deal with the aliens that way. No, we don't know if they're dangerous. Be like, no, they're not dangerous. They would have killed us already. Whatever, you know? And, um, so no, it's not going to be some like kumbaya moment. Um, I hope that some good would come of it. I don't know for sure. Um, I think I would think it would it would be it would be like a, a a relief, like a finally for for myself. You know, if it was like completely official, like they came down and it wasn't Project Blue Beam and it wasn't a hologram and and uh, you know it was an actual thing. Um, Blue Beam, different from Blue Book. Um, Project Blue Beam is the fake alien invasion. Um, look that one up because that one's a that one's a fun Ooh, one. Oh, I like that. Nice. But um, but essentially, that's what a lot of people are saying. This is all leading to is, is Project Blue Beam, which is it's it's basically like fake alien contact in order to kind of usher in, you know, hoping people bank on this whole like we all come together as one thing to kind of usher in essentially the one world order. You know, right. it's that's, it's Ozymandias' plan from Watchmen. Right. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's a thought, too, man. Like, that really scares me because, I mean, uh, 
that's I think there are certainly forces out there that are very powerful that would like to see the world that way, you know, and whatever that is, you can call that the Illuminati or whatever you want. But, you know, um, there are, I believe, forces out there that want that to happen uh, for control purposes. Um, if we know anything about power structures is they want more power, you know, and um, so there's that whole aspect of it, too. Um, so I don't know what to believe. Like, even if it happens, it's like, I don't know if I can believe it or not. Yeah, I think I really think there's two options. Right. Um, one is uh, sort of like you're saying, Mike, uh disclosure isn't happening right now because of the toxic environment that we live in um mm. people could not deal with that i mean people can't people can't agree on some of the simplest things on facebook anymore um and yeah. it's it's infecting normal life like it's harder to talk to people about things like face to face now because yeah. of stuff people put up on the internet it sucks um and the political divisions and just crap that we see the the lack of truth like objective truth in any reporting anymore um like you you could say hey you know there's that there's that pond and it's this big and people be like no 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 right (laughs) there's not that much water in that pond there's not that many fish in that pond like of course you'd want us to think that that pond was that size because why wouldn't you you know right 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 right. i mean it's it's this so disclosure maybe if it if there is some secret that the government's holding on to they're not going to uh put it out right now and yeah. uh you know it sucks but it makes sense why they're holding on to it yeah or and it, there is yeah, no secret i mean that's the that's the only other option um mm-hmm. and people will be like oh you know they'll say there is no secret like we've been testing these things uh, that's our stuff and you don't need mm-hmm. to know like there are no aliens this is just us humans doing their thing and people will not believe it if the disclosure yeah. is there are no aliens and we're just doing these advanced tests then no one's going to believe that right because then you have all the people who who claim to have like been abducted you know for example like people who have have seen them with their own eyes they say um not even just not even just UFOs, but actual aliens themselves being taken mm-hmm. on board and, and mm-hmm. whatever. So, you know, them saying, oh, this is us. This has been us the entire time. Like, uh, sorry, we freaked you guys out, but it was us the whole time. Eh, I'd be like, well, you know, they took me on board and they shoved things in my butt, you know. Right, and, right. and so. But so there is certain like that thought process is great, um, but they could have been doing like illegal human testing, too. So absolutely. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. yeah. And and you get effed up on on the right amount of drugs. You might think that you're seeing something really weird when it's really not all that crazy. Well, yeah. And I mean, it's not that hard to kind of to, the human mind is really fragile, actually. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, you can you can essentially make somebody remember something in a certain way by a few you know uh, you know they've been they've been working on you know mind control for a long time and brainwashing techniques it's not like this is anything brand new it's it's possible to to make somebody believe something slightly different than what they actually experienced yeah so there it is guys i mean 
who know who knows what's going on <laughs> the truth truth has gone out the window anymore um yeah. but what we do know is there's some there's some videos out there there's some news there's some eyewitness reports it's getting strange we got our main man mike back with us hey mike uh before we let you go you got to uh plug simple equations how can people find that online Yes. Yeah, so um, best way to reach out is uh, probably Facebook, Instagram, that type of thing. Uh, it's uh, Simple Equations on Facebook, uh, Simple Equations Media on Instagram. Just go to the website, simpleequationsmedia.com. Um, there's a Twitter there as well. I think it's Simple Equation underscore, I think. Um, and yeah, uh all the normal ways, just Google it, man, or just come to Vegas. And if you're already here, just uh, give us a shout first because uh, we're kind of appointment only with the whole COVID thing. But um, come down and say hello and just reach out. It's a full video and audio production company. Um, so literally anything from music videos to feature films to, uh, you know, music recording original scores everything you know even help you write a script so you know it's 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 100 percent top to bottom pre-production through post-production so uh yeah awesome deal i want to say it dan Do i'm it. gonna say it hey mike i have a script um that i need help refining um the initial the initial meeting is woman answers the door in a negligee um, uh-huh. And she is, uh, there's a plumber, and the uh-huh. plumber is here to <laughs> lay some pipe. Um, okay. <laughs> but I'm, I'm not sure where to go from there. So. Well, uh, <laughs> if he's got a pipe to pull out, then maybe he should, you know, do that. Right. Oh, I mean, okay. she doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah. This is a visual medium. We really got to. She oh. will. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Show me to your sink. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> well, guys, yeah. Check out Simple Equations Media. Go to their website. Uh, please don't just drop in because it's the coronavirus times. Let them know you're going to come by. Um, and yeah. you can find us on Facebook. You can go to our very special beyonders fan group on there please join up you can uh suggest topics for more f- future shows it'll be really cool we're on twitter at beyond t pod and uh we've got a website lee oh yeah it's beyond terrestrial.com at beyond terrestrial.com you can find links to our facebook our twitter our friends at the fourth hand pod co- pod network collective that's f-o-r-t-h fourth hand um and yeah we got a lot of cool stuff episodes patreon exclusives get it stickers do it oh stickers yeah all right guys that's it for beyond terrestrial keep your eyes out there (laughs) for more stories from beyond terrestrial (laughs) thanks guys thanks for having me on Thank you for listening to Beyond Terrestrial, all three of y'all. 
If you're still a fan of this show, follow Beyond Terrestrial on social media and join the Beyonders Facebook group for even more strangeness. Links to everything, including previous episodes, are available at beyondterrestrial.com. That's the place to go for stickers, merch, show swag, and our Patreon. Patrons get exclusive access to ad-free shows, giveaways, and the unedited after-show show. Anything you give to the show goes straight to Funk Master B's bachelor pad, which for now is also where these jive turkeys record this show. This show was edited by Simple Equations Media with music by Mike Roop. Dan and Lee will be back next Tuesday with more from Beyond Terrestrial. <laughs>